Hello and welcome to Life Changing Science, the Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Zeeshan, and joining us today is Geneva Fisher. Geneva is a rising sophomore at Northeastern University. She was a Bible in high school at Cambridge Ridge and Latin. And this summer, Geneva moved the Bible to Workforce Development curriculum way ahead by improving the stability of the bacterial byproducts and strain that BioBuilder are using, as well as refining all the protocols that the students follow. Geneva's work has been used in BioBuilder's professional development sessions with educators who will use the content to instruct the students in the biotech and biomanufacturing innovation pathway at Worcester Technical High School. Geneva has been instrumental in the many lab workshops that BioBuilder has ran for students over the past few months in the learning lab at Ginkgo. I am super excited for this episode, so let's dive right in. Let's start off the first question that I wanted to ask you was when and where and how did you hear about uh, BioBuilder? What was your first experience with BioBuilder? I think the first experience I had with BioBuilder was not my own, but hearing about it because it, re- it immediately came up when I entered my high school's biotechnology program, which was my sophomore year of high school. There was a classmate of mine who actually did the BioBuilder Club. I think he's actually been on this podcast, Oscar Jimenez. Yeah, he was my classmate. Yeah, yeah, Oscar's been on. It came up a lot. Wonderful. We would always talk about that kind of thing. Or someone would be talking about it, all the opportunities that he got to have. We all thought it was so cool. So that's where I first heard about it. And which high school was this? I went to Cambridge Ridge Latin, which is the public high school in Cambridge. Yep. So, all right, what was your first experience with BioBuilder? Um, was it a BioBuilder club or uh, something else where you first got directly involved with BioBuilder? When I was a sophomore, I want to say, I did a four-day intensive program with BioBuilder over one of my school breaks. And that was the first time I really came in contact with BioBuilder. We were in Lab Central. It was time that I got to be in the lab. Uh, a lot of the kids there were in BioBuilder programs of their own BioBuilder clubs in their respective cities around Boston. We did the Golden Bread Lab, and we talked about several others that I can no longer remember, but the Golden Bread Lab really sticks in my mind because of those colors. Let's let's uh, go into, let's dive deeper into the Golden Bread Lab. What does that include? The Golden Bread Lab involves a strain of yeast just the common yeast that you have in your kitchens probably that makes beer makes bread all that and that has been transformed with the intent of producing this this molecule called beta carotene which when broken down becomes vitamin a which is essential to eyesight and various other functions of the human body that unfortunately many parts of the world are deficient in due to the different dietary restrictions they have or what there is available to them. And that was the original point of the strain of yeast that is used in the BioBuilder Lab Golden Bread. Although interestingly, it tends to not be the orange color you would necessarily expect. Some of them are white, some of them are yellow, some of them are red. So that's an example in a lab of where we design a chassis, we design all of that. And it's just not working the way we expect it to. But on a genetic level, all the code that it needs to produce this beta carotene, which produces the orange color, is there. It's just not working for reasons that are less understood. What stuck out is what specifically stuck out about this lab itself? I think the thing about the Golden Bread Lab that is so great really is those colors 
because when you're just starting with biotech and synthetic biology, there are so many concepts being thrown at you, like transformation, the idea that these genes can be suppressed or expressed at different levels. It's a lot to take in. So to be able to see different colors of yeast and have that be a strong, clear indicator that it's working or it's not working for some reason was really big for me because it was, it was straightforward. I can look at it. I can see the color, something good to work with. During high school, was that four-day workshop your only experience with BioBuilder? Or no. Was there, there something else afterwards? During my junior year of high school, my class did start embedding more of the BioBuilder work into the curriculum, just because it's so straightforward to use. Everything's laid out for the teachers. It was really helping my teacher out, I think, to give us a lot because we were really hungry for information like that. So we did the design challenge that BioBuilder has. And I believe my group's project focused on trying to deliver hormone treatments for transgender people in a easier way, some way to eliminate the need to constantly have injections and new vials delivered. And it was a really great experience. It was so different from anything we'd ever done in class because we had to really learn those levels of abstraction starting at the level with the systems and we had to build down which is something we'd never done. We'd been given like the plasmid to transform this bacteria. Sure, we have to isolate this protein. Sure, but to create something new was a whole other way to think. And for us, it was difficult, but so rewarding once it started to unravel and make sense to our brains. That's really amazing that you got to experience that level of one scientific thinking at a relatively early stage in your, I guess, synthetic biology career. And how influential was um, were these Bible experiences in helping you choose a college major the um, w- while in high school? Or college major as well as which college you wanted to apply to? How influential was a uh, BioBuilder in that aspect? So, of course, like I said, I did have the advantage of getting some lab time anyway. In that, of course, lab time is so important for trying to figure out if biotech is something you want to go into and biobuilder was a big part of that because i did do biobuilder labs and those labs helped show me this is what i want to do but going back to the design challenge that we did in my class the biobuilder design challenge that's something that to this day i still haven't really done anything like that ever again and that feels a lot like what i see people doing in the real world in science they have to see this problem and figure out what the problem is because that's actually very hard to outline all the details of what the issue is to approach it and to make a solution. It's entirely different from anything else that is done in school where it's, okay, here's this thing. This is what I want you to do. Not only in designing a biological solution, do you have to figure out here's what I'm going to do, but why and in what situation and all the other details yourself. And I liked doing that. And I said, okay, yeah, this is something I'm going to go into. This is something I want to spend years doing. Even if it drives me crazy sometimes, it's so rewarding to do this. I don't want to say aggravating, but it gets to you until you see it working. And you're like, I got this. I got this. It's like a, if you love puzzles, if you love mystery novels, it's kind of the same thing. Just unraveling what's going on. It's so satisfying when it clicks. That's a good analogy because that's very true. Right, especially with your design uh, design challenge experience, where you know you're not you weren't necessarily handed okay here's the here's the reagents here's the protocol, you know this is how it should look like, 
but with a design challenge, you're really, it's like some sort of um, Agatha Christie murder novel that you're trying to solve. <laughs> Maybe not murder novel, but um, some sort of mis- some sort of mystery. I-, I like that. Okay. And so, yeah, that, so yeah. Bible really set Bible the bar high. That's part of why. <laughs> As it always does. A program like Northeastern was so enticing because they also have, of course, that hands-on experience with their co-op program that, in my mind, paralleled what I had done with the design challenge in in lab time before, and that drove me to look for more opportunities like that. So Northeastern was great in that sense. Okay, did your experience with lab work as well as with Bible during high school, did you feel once you got into um, Northeastern that... You know, your first year, did you feel you had you had an edge over other students where, you know, I remember in my first year, I was struggling to hold a pipette. I did not know how that, <laughs> how that worked, right? Did you feel, and, and there is, you know, stepping into a lab for the first time in undergrad can be quite scary and quite intimidating. One, you're in college, uh, but two, there's so many new concepts to learn and there's a bit of a, there's a steep learning curve. Did you feel you already went through that because you went through that Bible or experience? With the, uh, with the workshop and with the design challenge that maybe you felt a, a year ahead of Honestly, yeah, going into it, there were a lot of concepts that were taught that I already knew, especially when it came to the practical stuff like PCR, gel electrophoresis, the idea of a plasmid, even like the natural plasmids in nature, the idea of horizontal gene transfer, that already had been introduced to me a long time ago I was familiar with so much of that but I think the edge wasn't even that I had been taught that it's that I had done it so I had gone through the process kinesthetically of transforming bacteria of doing PCR and that motion of like pipetting of adding the master mix of adding the SOC broth into my transformation mixture all that helped it stick in my brain and really conceptualize it in the grander scheme of biology in a way that my classmates understandably seem to struggle with because like you said it's so much information being delivered at once that we need to process so that really helps just in general there's so much important foundational information in the biobuilder courses both academically and practically that is introduced to you in undergrad so I definitely felt like I was having an advantage over some of my classmates I'm used to being challenged with new concepts or new protocols, and that allows me to stay calm and process information in a very, very natural for me to be able to break it down and try to connect it to other things that I do already know to help make sense of what I'm being told and what the relevance is. And frankly, just staying, any lab time you get helps you stay calm in the future in other labs, which is really important. Because frankly, sometimes things go wrong in your biology lab. Maybe you didn't cap your tube as well as you thought you did. Maybe you didn't pipe at quite the right volume. In the lab for the first time, your nerves are going to be through the roof, understandably. So to just have the opportunity to have worked it with before, see, okay, even if I messed up a little bit, it's still going to work. I'm understanding what's going on and I can understand how to fix it or work with this. It's so important to experience breeds success. This summer, I've been working with kids who are like doing these biowizard labs, and they're like middle schoolers. I thought I was lucky. <laughs> these kids are like transforming bacteria and performing PCR, and I was like, "Where was this when I was 12? And these kids get it. That's the thing. People sometimes are like, 
are you sure they understand? I'm like, no, they're coming in the next day and they're remembering when we talked about transcription and translation because BioWilder so often uh, orders their labs when we have groups in so that we can build the information from yesterday onto today, onto tomorrow. These kids understand what's being taught. It's insane. It's so impressive at their young age that they're understanding protein folding and RNA and all of that. And they're connecting it to the real world. They're talking about the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines. They're talking about treatments. It's so cool to witness. Of course, another challenge, uh, you mentioned that you were teaching some of these kids. Um, I once I once taught a year eight uh, class back in uh, undergrad about, um, I think we did a strawberry DNA extraction. Very, very simple lab experiment, but that was my first time teaching students that were like, I think they were like four, 13 or 14. And it's really difficult. Definitely, I had nerves at first for the same reason that you did, because sure, I know the information, but to be able to understandably and eloquently present it to middle schoolers, that's a whole other level of uh, conceptualization of all of this. There's about 20 or so of them and one of me. And of course, there's like two other people in there for this. So there's three of us and 24 students who are all trying to do this simultaneously. So it was definitely a challenge to be able to help everyone at once because I just, I wanted to be everywhere and I wanted to make sure everyone had like the best techniques so they could get the best results. And it turns out they don't always need your help. Like it is important to step back and just let them do it and have confidence that they can follow the protocol and all that and just watch them. Of course, then they ask quite this is something that's difficult one big difficulty is that they will ask questions which of course to them they've been thinking about it for a while so to them it makes sense but to me they'll ask it totally left field out of nowhere they'll just raise their hand i come over they ask me it and they're still learning so their phrasing isn't always perfect so i have to understand what they're saying translate it into the way that i have learned it and then figure out how to help them all in a matter of seconds. So it's a lot of off-fly thinking and on-the-fly understanding these concepts that maybe in the past, if I was on a test, I could have like 30 minutes to explain it, but now I'm trying to explain it in one minute for someone who does not have the background that a teacher reading my paper has. So that's one major difficulty. One of the uh, best ways to learn as well uh, for you. Yeah, it really was great, both in terms of my nerves, my confidence presenting information, and also, of course, having that information in my brain that I can go just snap and have it on command for them really developed well. And being able to explain it in different ways, because the way one kid understands it is far from how another kid may understand it, especially when we had high school students in. Some of them had taken biology, some of them hadn't. Both are totally fine, but if a kid has been in biology, I can talk about, say, substrates or the catalyzation, all of that. And I can't talk about that kind of stuff with a kid who's in biology because it's just not going to make sense. And then they're going to be more stressed. And I don't want that for anybody. Okay, so the last question I want to ask you is what advice would you give um, students in high school who are interested in either starting a mm -hmm. biobuilder club or trying to learn more about uh, bio builder. The first thing I'd honestly say is go for it. 
do it. If you're looking at the BioBuilder website or any of our curriculums, it might seem really daunting at first because we do tackle these concepts of transformation and the abstraction in making these cells, whether it's with yeast or bacteria. And that's really daunting, especially if you're in grade eight or just entering high school. You're thinking, oh, I can't do that. I can't understand that. And maybe you try to understand it and you can't get it the first time. None of us probably understood it the first time. We all probably had to read that page, that page you're stuck on over and over again to get it all. And that's what biology is about right now. It wouldn't be such a big field if we understood everything already. So don't feel scared to try to start a biobuilder club or understand a biobuilder lab, even if it's hard at first. You will get it. It'll be so exciting when you get it, and you'll be so glad you stuck with it. Thanks once again to Geneva for joining me today. I found her analogy of working with the BioBuilder curriculum being like reading and solving a mystery novel very insightful. Trying to learn new concepts in biotech is very much like trying to solve a puzzle and in Geneva's words, there are different levels of abstraction starting at the level of the systems and having to build down and process information until a eureka moment is reached. I believe this episode will be very useful for any high school interested in bringing the BioBuilder curriculum to their class, as well as any student, high school, college, postgrad, interested in learning not only about the impact that BioBuilder can have, but also the innovative methods that BioBuilder has applied to teaching biotech. If you would like to learn more about anything Geneva and I discussed today, please refer to the show notes. Join me for the next BioBuilder podcast. We'll welcome another wonderful guest whose career has been influenced by BioBuilder's life-changing science. See you next time.